Welcome to the ninth episode of All the Books, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And we're here to talk about books and book news. That's it. <laughs> That's everything you can use. Yeah. <laughs> I made Eric re-record the beginning because we screwed it up so bad. Yeah. And he's unhappy about it. No, it's fine. No, okay. This one was great. Oh, let's start over. Just kidding. <laughs> no. We're rolling. Yeah. I guess we'll just start with where your bookmark is. Yeah. Classic. That's yeah, it's okay. classic. Well, I guess at nine episodes in, we're already at the point now where like some episodes are classic. That's episodes. true. Yeah, we can say like, remember those days of thinning the turkey herd? Oh my and, goodness! Yeah, what classic. did we talk about? What did we talk about in episode two? Do you remember? Michael Crichton. Crichton. That's right. Yeah. Man, boy, it seems like only yesterday. <laughs> the that Stephen King audiobook that you forced me to mention last <sighs> week. <laughs> like it's my fault. This was brought up. <laughs> uh, Drunken fireworks. Yeah, uh, I listened to it. Uh huh. The narrator was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wish that we were legally allowed to play some clips of this because uh-huh. it was all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. Can you do an impression? I can't. Oh, I can't yeah. even. No. <laughs> it was like, it was like Cockney. It was Maine. It was like a little bit of Boston here and there. It was crazy. It's a Maine accent. To me, well, he was like, oh, hey, today we're, that was terrible. But, but he should was, visit Maine. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should. So that was bad. Yeah. I think the, the story bad. the story might have been fun. It was about like these basically rednecks who win the lottery end up starting this like firework duel mm-hmm. with these rich people across the lake and it just escalates and escalates. So it's kind of a fun a fun story, but I the narrator just ruined it for me. I finished Winter Ghosts. I don't know if I was starting it last week or had started it, but that was another one where I was listening to some of the audiobook and the reader was just so boring. Yeah. I had to just scrap that and start over again. So I, it had kind of a slow start, but I actually ended up really liking it. That it's, was Tony, Tony Danza was doing the audio. Yeah, Tony, that, he was right? like, "Hey, y'all, welcome to." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, oh, oh, hey, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, that, but it ended up being good, and okay. it was, um, it was spooky. It wasn't like scary, but it had yeah. kind of an eerie, spooky vibe that fit well with Halloween. So that's why Kate Moss. Not the model. Right. The author. Yeah, she's a model. You said she was an actress. I know. And that threw me off. I, well, I just assumed you'd know who she was, so I, I didn't really... I kind of remember the it. name Kate Moss. So you can check out Winter Ghost. It's on our Halloween display right now. Is it Winter Ghost or Winter's Ghost? I think it's Winter Ghosts. Oh. Ghost plural. Yeah. Uh, I also read a couple of graphics from our collection. I read Batman Cacophony a while back, and then I read the sequels of that, The Widening Gyre, uh-huh. which I thought The Widening Gyre was actually better. Yeah. But it ends on a, on a cliffhanger. I thought The Widening Gyre was better as Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. It is they have like, like the same that. plot. Yeah, that's similar. So, like Batman's like, maybe I finally found yeah, love and I can finally one. retire Don't being Batman. Don't spoil it. Well, maybe he can. Maybe he can. That's the point. Yeah, maybe he can. Also, if you haven't seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm, you've got to see it. It's great. I saw it in theaters, you know. I, I was one of the five people who yeah. saw Batman. Mask that was of one of the movies I saw as like an eight-year-old kid. Yeah, and like my mom rented it for me because it was animated. Yeah, it was pretty PG thirteen. Yeah, I remember the the Joker like bleeds or Batman yeah. bleeds at he, some point. There's, there's blood. There's blood, but Batman like kicks Joker and a tooth flies out. Yeah, and I I remember watching this as like an eight-year-old kid. It's like late at night, no one else is awake, and I keep looking to the stairs. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be watching this. I know. Yeah, it felt really great. That that second half where they're in that like rundown yeah. uh, like carnival with the the vision of the future. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I read The Widening Gyre by Kevin Smith, and uh-huh. I liked it. But there's supposed to be a third part, and it never came out. Yeah, Kevin Smith, he wrote a lot of comic books for DC and Marvel, and then he left a lot unfinished because he just was like, oh, I'm so busy, and then uh-huh. he didn't really do anything. Uh-huh. So there's like a Daredevil comic book he wrote that never got finished. 
I mean, you read the Spider-Man one, right? No, he did, I didn't. He did like a Spider-Man Black Cat yeah. one and no, didn't I never get finished. That. He wrote a lot that never got finished. Huh. Well, that one is just, I mean, it's... I don't remember I, it ending on a cliffhanger. Oh, it does. Oh. It does. I mean, there's hmm. no resolution at all, so... Weird. I mean, if there was a third part, it would be great, but... My memory is calling you a liar. Well, your memory's wrong. Okay. Um, so that was decent. And then I read um, the new Fantastic Four series, the first volume of that, uh, New Departures, New Arrivals. Mm-hmm. And it was actually pretty cool. I'm not a big Fantastic Four fan, but yeah. this sets up two different series. Yeah. It sets up the main Fantastic Four family where they go out on a cosmic adventure. It's supposed to be a year-long thing where they're trying to find a, cu- a cure for Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. And it also sets up a series called Just FF. First volume is Fantastic Foe. Yeah. And foe F A U X. Right. And that has I hate that word. I know. Just I say too. Fox. Yeah, just do it. This this first Fantastic Four volume sets up both of those, so it mm-hmm. kind of branches off in two different directions. I would probably read the second volume of Fantastic Four. I oh. like Fantastic Four when they're cosmic. Yeah, I yeah. like them less when they're just like hanging around the Baxter building. So I like anything with She Hulk. Do you? Yeah. Well maybe you'd like FF then. Yeah. I doubt it. It was so weird. Maybe you would. I like She Hulk. I thought it would be like kooky enough that yeah. I would like it, but uh currently I picked up a copy of John Grisham's um, Grey Mountain. So he's got a new one called Rogue Lawyer coming out on uh, That's Tuesday. part of my book news. Oh, I'm sorry. Ugh. So, But this before Grey Mountain. I guess you're doing is... book news now. Oh, you're hostile. You hated how I did it. Oh. You hated book news oh, from the no. start, and now you're taking it over. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. I'm going to talk to your manager. All that's... But that's you. Yeah, oh, I'm going to have some words. That bit never gets old. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's going to go to the Greatest Hits compilation. <laughs> uh, Grey Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened midway through the book that was very ungrisham-like, and I was like audibly shocked by this. So oh. it's pretty cool. He tried being an artist. Oh, my gosh. How dare you? <laughs> Grish, if you're listening, please disregard that last comment. I also picked up the second volume of Green Arrow, uh, Kevin Smith's run again. Yeah. Uh, not intentionally, but Green Arrow, Sounds of Violence, volume two. So I, I liked Quiver, and now I'm, I'm catching up on Sounds Kind of sounds like you're so. in love with Kevin Smith's work. It does sound that way, but no, it's coincidental. I didn't mm-hmm. do it on purpose. We'll see. Well, Next week, we'll see. Oh, okay, all right. Still we'll see what Kevin yeah, I'm like, yeah, so I'm reading the script to Clerks. And we're like, I knew it! <laughs> so that's it. Grey Mountain and uh, Green Arrow Sounds of Violence. I got some more Halloween reading to do, but I'm taking a little break with Grey Mountain. Yeah, so. I can tell. Yep. All right, so that's it for me. Where's your bookmark, buddy boy? Man. I finished I Ripper. Okay. Remember how I said I yeah. got the writer, the guy yeah. investigating it? Yeah. He, he was a newspaper writer. Sure. Like, surely he will be Jack the Ripper. Well, don't spoil it. Oh. People might want to read it. Okay. Would, would you recommend it? Would you say it's a good book? Yeah, it's kind of gross Ew. because he kills people a lot. Yeah. Jack the Ripper kills a right. lot of people and it's pretty gruesome and he's yeah. like, as he stuck his knife, I'm like, stop. No. <laughs> yeah. Stop stabbing people. Okay, so I'm going to pass. Yeah, but you and other like. people might like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still interesting. It, okay. It's split up. It, it's written so that Jack the Ripper is telling his story. Okay. And the investigator is... It's not an investigator. Mm. The newspaper reporter okay. is telling his story. So we switch back and forth from those, uh, those point of views. Gone Girl style. And Jack the Ripper's stuff is obviously more interesting. Yeah. So there were parts, parts where I'm reading the newspaper writer. I'm just like, ugh, get back to yeah. Jack the Ripper. That's true of any case. When you're following multiple storylines, yeah. some people, it's like, don't yeah. care. Don't it's almost care. like the... Uh, the newspaper writer stuff are just like flavor text, mm. and like the real story is mm-hmm. Jack's the story. But you know what's really funny? Tell me. I finished that book, and it was really good. And as I finished it, I was listening to my Pandora, and I had a Halloween playlist on. Yeah. And the song that, and like, this is Pandora, so I didn't get to control this at all. Right. The song that came up as I closed the book was called "Jack the Ripper." Oh my god! By the Horrors. Wow. And it was really Ooh, it, creepy. It, it was this kind of song that you would imagine played if they did like more of a like. 
Victorian kind of classical take on this story as uh-huh. a movie, like this would play during the credits to like subvert everything we just saw. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a weird coincidence. Yeah, it was a great coincidence. I was yeah. like, is anyone else seeing this? Yeah. So I had to share it. Mm-hmm. I finished Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm. It's a comic book by uh, wordsmith Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> I haven't read any Guardians. The first, the first comic in the series. Here's the thing. Okay. I, you, you can back me up on this because you remember... I read Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was reading it before the movie was even announced. That's true. And like, I liked them before yeah. that was happening. Yeah. So I liked them, mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed Brian the first volume of the Bendis run. Okay. But the second volume was just nonsense. No good. Because they bring in this character called Angela. Mm-hmm. And Angela was created by Neil Gaiman. Okay. Who wrote him in a different universe, and they brought Marvel got the rights to it, so they're bringing oh. her in. Hmm. But it's just this boring, complicated storyline. It's like it was it was nonsense. Huh. It just felt like utter nonsense, and it was disappointing because I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the first we've had that first volume in the graphic novel section yeah. for a while, and it's been super popular. Yeah, I finished Salem's Lot. Hey, yeah, I'm impressed that you did that. Thank you, man. It was so fast. I had to do it. I know you did. But so I, just, I guess I didn't yeah. believe in you enough. I gave it four stars, and that's on me. I'm surprised about that too. I know we can't get into it now because our big uh, section is on Stephen King. Yeah. All right. So. Well, I liked it. Okay, that's good enough. And then I was gonna—I told—I told you before what my Halloween reading was gonna be. Yeah. And I caught up really fast because I finished Salem's Lot and I Ripper in one week. Yeah. So the next book is supposed to be Devil's Only Friend by Dan Wells as part of the John Cleaver series. Oh yeah. But it's checked out, and oh. it's a new book. Yeah. And so any other library has it new, so I can't request uh, it from other libraries. Yeah. So I guess I can't read it right now. Yeah. So I picked up Jack of Spades. Well, that's a win for you, though, because you're always talking about Dan Wells, so you're, you're raising his profile at the yeah. library. I picked up Jack of Spades by Joyce Carol Oates. Oh. You made it sound creepy enough. Yeah. No, wait, Hearts of Atlantis? Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's funny. I also picked up Invasion of the Body Snatchers because you told Ooh, me it's creepy. It is creepy. So I'm gonna yeah, read. and it's very, uh, Salem's Lot is very... Um, Reminiscent of of uh, invasion. Guess what else I picked up? Tell I haven't me. I haven't opened it yet, but okay. it's sitting on my nightstand. All right, Grayson. Oh, okay. So the DC Comics, you, yeah, uh, where Nightwing's yeah. identity is now known to the world. Wow. And he's now a secret agent, which I, I don't know. understand. If you're a secret agent, but your identity is known to the world. To the world, yeah. Well, everybody yeah. thinks he's dead, though, right? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, no, I think that's the thing. Oh. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, I think but won't people still be like, "Hey, Dick Grayson"? Yes, I think I don't know. It's really it's hard for me to choose between like Dick Grayson, Robin slash Nightwing, versus Superman as my favorite DC character. Yeah, I don't know what I'd say. I don't know. Gun to my head. I don't. This has probably been the geekiest fifteen minutes we've had on this podcast. Maybe, (laughs) maybe we've talked a lot more about Kevin Smith than (laughs) that's that's true. uh, That's true. All right, all right. That's yeah. That's what I'm reading. Okay. I also grabbed some She Hulk. I'll Hmm. tell you about that later. I'm surprised that you picked up Jack of Spades. I think it's cool that you did. I think you'll like it. Yeah. But I'm surprised. We'll see. Okay. I'll tell you if it scares me like it scared you. It probably won't. It won't. I mean, you just read that I Ripper book. I'll just go to bed and be like, yeah. Dream huh. about normal. Boy, that guy's crazy. I'm this, is nice... how you, this is how you defeat nightmares, right? Okay. When you're afraid you're going to have a nightmare about a thing. Yeah. One, you start loving them. Yeah. That, that's easy. I mean, it's kind of a creepy thing to say, but you, you start enjoying the nightmares. You like, oh, I was so scary. But two, well. you start setting things in your mind as nightmares that are kind of... Ex- so, like, zombies and dinosaurs mm-hmm. are kind of tend to be my nightmares. Okay. But you know how I feel about dinosaurs and yeah, zombies. I do. I'm fine you in those them. dreams. You love those things. Anyway. So. so just find things that terrify you but are also fun. And then I'll, I'll go to love them. Yeah. 
I don't know if that made sense. No. That sounds like a rambling of a madman. It now did that sound I think crazy. About it. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Maybe all these <laughs> Halloween books are love, affecting loving, me. Start loving your nightmares. <laughs> In conclusion, oh, yeah. start loving your nightmares. That sound crazy. Yeah. All I, right. I think Loving Your Nightmares is a collection of Stephen King short stories. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it should be. Yeah. All right, man. Guess what time it is. What time is it? Book news! Book news! You hate it. No, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I know you do. No, it's crucial. So you know what I did? We got to get book news. I got twice as much book news oh this gosh. week. Oh. How can you double infinity? <laughs> no, I, I don't have a lot. All right. Well, you want me to start with my advance notices? Oh, yeah. All right. Nick has some more advance yeah. notices. Yeah, we're back in action this yeah. week. He got so, the call on the big red phone. Yep. Mm-hmm. The guy from 1930s. Yeah. He <laughs> was like, Nick, guess what? <laughs> New from publishing. <laughs> from Brandon Sanderson has a sequel to from a book that's already released. <laughs> How quick can that guy write? <laughs> okay. I'm just going to take a couple off the top here. So these are, the books, these are books that are announced for um, January. So these, these are January books. 2016, ringing in the new year. Yeah. Okay. I can't handle how advanced these are. I know. It's really advanced. Yeah. Uh, Bernard Cornwell. Have you read mm-hmm. Bernard Cornwell? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he's got a book called Warriors of the Storm. And this is, um, this is part of his series, the Warrior Chronicles or Saxon Stories and whatever you want to call them. Okay. This is book nine in that. Oh, I think I know. No, wait. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we had that talk. Uh, Tammy Hoag. Have you read her? No. Me neither. <laughs> The bitter. We season. really don't read a lot of authors, do we? No, we do. We're, we're kind of. Uh, no, there's, there's a lot of. We don't really have I'm... a lot of authority to do a podcast on books. <laughs> That's not true. Okay. All right. Tammy Hoag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bitter season. So it's, uh, it looks like a murder mystery, and this is starring her. She's got a series of regular characters. This is Kovac and Liska, number five. Okay. This five in that series. She's very popular. I mean, she's she's one of our. We always get her books. They always check out. Name me a bitter so, food that you enjoy. A bitter kumquats. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't think I could do it, but I did. There you go. All right. Uh, next, we have, oh, James Patterson. Yeah. And Mark T. Sullivan. Yep. James Patterson and Mark T. Sullivan. All right, T. so Sullivan. Mark T. Sullivan has a new book coming out. <laughs> Private Paris. Okay. All right. So oh, this, yeah. This is starring the Jack Morgan character. This is number 11 yeah. in the Private series. Yeah. This is Private Paris. Now, I've read book one. Just straight up private. I think that's also Mark T. Sullivan who yeah. wrote that with him. I can't remember. Private India, private uh, yeah, all just, LA, yeah. private New York. Yeah. I read the first one of Private and I just it didn't I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't think it was good. Sorry, man. I do like NYPD Red. Mm-hmm. That one For those you think he writes himself? No, no, no those he no, writes with uh, Marshall Carp. He's only writing at this point. He's only writing um, uh, Alex Cross mm-hmm. solo. I like the NYPD Red, and they're very. I mean, that's, that's a fluffy light read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not adverse to fluffy light reads, but something about Private, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. It was, it was very. Again, they're popular, so I mean, if people yeah. like them, who am I to disagree? But it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, who are you? All right, so those are my. I'll, I'll stick with three. There's, a, there's a few more yeah. in here, but I'll, I'll spread the love out. Dangling it above our listeners. So, yeah. You got to come in next week if you want to know what's coming out in January. All right, I'm going to do one more. All right, All right here we go. To, you go to Woo! me and do it. I wasn't going to mention it because we've talked about her a little bit on the podcast. But Joyce Carol Oates oh, got a new right. book coming out <laughs> January 19th. This is called The Man Without a Shadow. Yeah. And I looked up the synopsis on this one, and it's it's a topic that. Um, I kind of surprised. I didn't sound like a Joyce Carol's book to me at all, but it's about a man who who can't create new memories and he can't hold on to old memories. So he's just right. kind of perpetually like in the now. Yeah. So it's about like him. a dog. Yeah. And like or a, Guy Pierce. Yeah. Or um, from Fifty First Dates, that character with the, with right. the ten seconds. 
anyway, so it's about this man and like a neuroscience who's doing like experimentation, trying to figure it out, mm -hmm. and it's kind of a love story. So hmm. I don't know. So it is just Joyce Carol Oates doing Fifty First Dates. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Book news. I'm just gonna recline my chair. All just right. kidding. No, I'm but interested. What I've got, got two two nonfiction books, right? Okay. And it's kind of annoying. <laughs> so. I, I've got other nonfiction books, but I'm going to read these two nonfiction books. Two that are annoying. Back okay. to back, right? Start with the annoying ones. Binge by Tyler Oakley. And of, the, of sunglasses fame. Of no, YouTube. That's not true. Okay. Of YouTube fame. He didn't make the sunglasses. And This Book Loves You by PewDiePie. What? Of YouTube fame. Oh. Do you know PewDiePie made like $7 million last year? I'm, I on don't. YouTube? No, this is like, this is where I turn into an old man because I've never been. Just, I don't watch these guys. Okay. They're just YouTube stars. Okay. I tried to be a, you know, I tried to be a YouTube star for a little bit. Didn't I, pan yeah, out. No, and now mean, these guys have book deals, making yeah. millions of dollars last Could year. Could have been you, bro. My zombie blog never really took off. No. Sounds clever. Thank you, man. It's a clever concept. Yeah. All right. So I'm saying. Do Unto Animals, a friendly guide. Oh, hey, all these books are coming out October 20th. Okay. I should just say that. October 20th. So those two YouTube stars, if you like them and you want to watch a bunch of kids become famous on YouTube and then write books and live my dream. <laughs> Whoa. Hashtag bitterness. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's my favorite. Yeah. All right. Do Unto Animals, a friendly guide to how animals live and how we can make their lives better. Oh. How about we stop shooting them? Wow. And enslaving them <laughs> and causing them to go extinct. Oh, oh no. Okay. Whew. All right. Also, Let it out. maybe we close SeaWorld. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could go. I could go oh, on. Right. You know how I feel, feel about it. Here's the thing. No. The kill, killer whales we know oh. are, like, okay. intelligent. All right. All right. Uh, here's one that has nothing to do with trapping intelligent creatures in kiddie pools. Uh, the Pioneer Woman Cooks, Dinner Time, Comfort Classics, Freezer Food, 16-Minute Meals, and Other Delicious Ways to Solve Supper. Oh, great. It's by... So this is where they take a Pioneer Woman, they trap her in a kiddie pool, and force her to cook, like, grits. <laughs> this is by, uh, is it Ray? Ray Drummond? She has I, I very red hair. I don't know. I see her face on, like, hundreds of cookbooks. Oh, okay. So I assume these cookbooks are very popular. Yeah. So... Get out there and Cookbooks are a big seller here. Yeah. Whenever we get a new cookbook, they're flying off the yeah. shelves. I guess this is a nonfiction book. It's called Hemingway in Love, His Own Story Aww. by A.E. Hotchner. Okay. It's not his own story if somebody else is writing it. True. But maybe this will be good. Yeah, maybe it's like letters and stuff. Yeah. Could in be. In June of 1961, A.E. Hotchner visited an old friend in a psychiatric ward. It would be the last time they spoke. A few weeks later, Ernest Hemingway was released home where he took his own life. Oh, this guy was friends with Hemingway. Okay. So, War of Two, Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr, and the duel that stunned the nation. Mm. Have you ever seen the... It's on YouTube. It was at the White House. A man performed a rap about Alexander Hamilton. No. It was so good. Mm. It's great. You should watch it. Okay. Do you like Alexander Hamilton? I mean, I don't particularly like Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. The guy said he was writing a musical about Alexander Hamilton told... From the perspective of Aaron Burr. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that musical ever happened. Probably not. Well, hey. no, there's a big musical right oh. now called Hamilton. I guess it happened. So, yeah. <laughs> you spoil this for everybody. Oh, boy. Rogue Lawyer by John Grisham, okay. coming out October 20th. All right. Are you happy? Uh, I mean, I don't really feel that I spoiled it, but yes, I, I am happy. On the I right like side of the law, sort of. I know. See, the, the premise sounds kind of intriguing to me because the, the lawyer's kind of a jerk. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that could be fun. Yeah. But it, the reviews have been really mixed. Oh. Some people like it and some people are like, this is so dumb. What's so, the one that you know. hated? It was the oh, litigators? Was the litigators, yeah. I really yeah. didn't like the litigators at all. Okay. 
But you just read Sycamore Row, right? Yeah, Sycamore Row was great. All right, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there hasn't been too many Grishams that I read that I thought, oh, that was bad. But The Litigators was definitely one of them. Grey Mountain also has really mixed reviews. And I get it. It's not one of the greatest ones, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Career of Evil. Cormoran Strike. Cormoran Strike. Yeah. Yes, J.K. Rowling. It's, uh, it's Robert Robert. Robert, yeah. Yes, it's J.K. Rowling. Yeah. That's the third. Oh, okay. It's the third That makes series. sense. I read the first one, Cuckoo Calling. Okay. Did you like it? Um, yes. I thought that it was too long. I thought that uh, the way it was, I like mysteries where you kind of like you're working along, you're trying to solve oh, these are things. Mysteries. Corbin, Corbin Strike Book One, Cuckoo's Calling. I felt like it was all just him having conversations with people, and you end up just sitting through really long conversations between two people. That's not how I like mysteries to be. Okay. So I like the writing, but that to me was kind of dragged it down. So hey, I haven't read the second one. I probably won't. J.K. Rowling wrote a nonfiction book, really called "Very Good Lives: The Fringe Benefits of Failure and the Importance of Imagination." This came back out. This came out in April. Oh no, that was like uh, that was a like a commencement address that she gave that they put into a little book. Yeah, I think they were like, if we could put J.K. Rowling on the cover of a book, let's do it. Yeah, let's sell it. Post by Robin Cook is coming out as well. That was by Stephanie Meyer, and it came out several years ago. Oh, I get it. Yeah, Host. Yeah, man, that movie was bad. Oh, it was. That was so that boring. Was brutal. I, I actually tried sleep. to read that book because I thought it was a cool concept. No, no, I couldn't do it. Anyway, again, people love it. Yeah, but not this guy, Robin Cook. Robin Cook. Book. He's sci-fi. Well, no, he's kind, kind of, of yeah. I, I guess. I yeah, know. yeah. He's kind he's of. Mental. He was the one that there was early comparisons between him and Crichton. Oh right. Robin Cook wrote Coma, and then Crichton. Right. Adapted screenplay and made okay. the movie medical medical thrillers. Yeah, you know uh, the Lake House, a novel uh-huh. by Kate Morton. Hmm. Isn't this already the Lake House is already a thing? I think there's Keanu a, Reeves, and yeah, Keanu Reeves, Sandra and, Bullock. Yeah. Write letters to each other. You're thinking from... of Speed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> wait, I never put that together. They but start... they're in those two movies. Together? Yeah, yeah, good for them. Yeah, they're like the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan of yeah. disappointing movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> Sorry. Keanu Reeves has had a brilliant career. Did you? You didn't see John Wick? No, I too, didn't. See too John violent. Wick. It's pretty yeah. good. Okay. Also, it's it's really fun to quote like over exaggerated. It looks good to like, me. I mean, it looked like it. I'm guessing I'm back. <laughs> that, that's just fun. When that when they were showing those trailers, it was just every time that commercial came on, it was how loud can I say that line, and I got louder and louder yeah. every time. My wife didn't think it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> to, no, it doesn't. To me, to have me like. Yeah, All she right. probably made the right call. That doesn't seem funny to me. Either. All right, last book I got. Okay. Last piece of book news. Wow. Dork Diaries number 10. Oh, hey, you published your diaries. Not That's great. so perfect pet sitter. <laughs> She's pet sitting now. Oh, <laughs> number 10? Yeah. Wow, those are almost Captain Underpants numbers. Yeah, she, she's there. writing a lot faster than... Uh, I don't know Dork Diaries. I guess I always thought it was kind of a wimpy kid ripoff. I don't think it's a ripoff. I think they're contemporaries. Okay. A similar concept, seems like. I don't know. Have you read either of those? No, I'm... Uh, I'm 29. No, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I mean, these, these are, like, very young. Yeah. I mean, you open them, and there's a lot of, like, it's like reading a diary or a journal, but lots of pictures in there okay. as well. That I read the first Wimpy Kid book. Oh, did you like I it? I just came through the library, and I just kind of, um, you know, it's, you're right. I mean, it's for very young kids, so it wasn't really for me. I see why people like Both it. Both of them have movies. Yeah. So Wimpy Kid has a few movies. Yeah, at least Dark two. Dark Diaries has the one. Oh, there's uh, a Dork Diaries movie? Yeah, we, we got it at the library. Oh, okay. All right, man. That's all the book news I have. Okay. I tried my best to make it fun, but you brought it down. No. Yeah. No, I think we were, we were that was great. <laughs> Can I tell you something that's not a book that happened to me recently? 
Is that okay? Yeah. Do we have? Did you have surgery? No, I didn't. Well, oh. I mean, I have before, but not okay. not recently. Okay. Do we have the movie Aloha? No. Oh. I haven't gotten it yet because oh it my gosh, and it was supposed to be so bad. I know. Well, it was written and directed by what Cameron Crowe? Is that yeah. Who it is? I'm yeah. Vanilla Sky and like yeah. Say Anything and all these like great movies. It was the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I know. Last week I said Knights of Rodante was the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah. No. Aloha is the worst, worst. movie I've wow. ever seen. My wife and I watched it, and it was like, what it felt like to me was watching deleted scenes from a bad movie. Uh-huh. Because it just, everything that happened, we were like, where did this come from? Why are we talking about this? Yeah. It was just a disjointed bundle of nonsense. Yeah. So I just wanted you to understand how yeah. it felt. You know what I think it is? Aloha. What? I think you just get comfortable, so you lean back, which means you lean away from the mic. Because oh. I'm always like, up. Oh. Up okay. here, up front. So Sitting this, up straight. Right. So this is an example of what I'm talking. You're not listening because you're waiting to say something. Is that right? Oh, boy. Oh. This podcast is a sensitive Boom. podcast. I know. <laughs> I know. Let's let's work this out. Let's hash it out. Oh, right. I'm sitting back again. Jeez. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll sit forward. You're okay. right. I get comfortable. See? I get happy. Yeah, you taught me something. I learned something yeah. new. No, everybody hated Aloha. Critics couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because everybody loves... Cameron Crowe, It right? was That's a good yeah. cast. I mean, it was, it was Bradley Cooper. It was Emma Stone. Bill yeah. Murray. Uh, that's that's rough. I know. People couldn't believe it. I know. It, it did bomb. I know. I have thought about getting it for the library, but other libraries have it. So if you yeah. really want Aloha, get it from another yeah. library. I don't. I can't imagine. I can't imagine somebody yeah. watching that being like, well, that was great. I want to yeah. watch it again. I want to recommend it. You know what is great? Tell me. Um, this has nothing to do. I'll share something that happened to me. Okay. This is like I a ordered, new segment. I ordered some movies. Nick and Eric sharing quarter. I ordered some movies for the library. Okay. And they sent us a free copy of Furious 7. Wow. I don't know if it was a mistake, but now we have two copies of yeah. Furious 7. Vin Diesel's people were like, we got we to yeah. spread the word. Yeah. The things I'm going to do for this library. <laughs> That's right. There are seven of these. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've already announced eight. I mean, Go. they've announced eight. They got the director. Well, the what? director who, uh, who just did Straight Outta Compton. Okay. He's directing Fast 8 or Furious 8, eight whichever one they're calling it. Yeah. Man. Vin Diesel says he believes they've got one more trilogy left in the tank. Holy mackerel. Yeah. So wait, so they're going to do eight and nine and then one more trilogy? No. Or this is the trilogy? Five, six, and seven was the trilogy. Oh. I don't understand. I don't understand. I assume five, six, and seven is the trilogy because five is when it apparently got good, which I watched and I was like, this isn't. I thought four. I thought four was a turning point. Four was like them bringing back the old cast. But I'm pretty I, sure five, six, and no. seven is where this because five is when they bring everybody in, and then okay. they from all the other movies. Okay, like from Tokyo Drift, from Too Fast, Too Furious, they bring them all in for five, I and then they stay around for well, six and seven. It. And The Rock shows up in five. Okay, and six and seven. I've seen. I think I've seen the first two. So that means they would do eight, nine, and ten. Ooh, Man. yeah. The Fast and Furious movies are going to be coming oh to our gosh. funeral. Yeah, seriously. So that's cool. what are they going to do about Paul Walker's character? I think they. I think they wrote him out. In seven, I haven't watched that. Really, movie, but oh, I, okay. I think they handled it. Huh. Um, so at this point, it's just kind of like somebody compared it. Uh, there's this writer for Forbes, Scott Mendelson. He compared uh, Furious Seven as almost uh, Toy Story Three, when all the when it's just the <laughs> leftover toys right. that haven't been sold or yeah. uh, broken and lost. It's uh, almost I haven't like seen that Toy Story Three, so you're you're ruining. And that's it the beginning really. of Toy Story Three. Oh, also, okay. the fact that you haven't seen Toy Story Three is an abomination. I know. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Sometimes I wonder what's keeping that body alive. If not, I mean, there's no heart in there. There's no Whoa. beating heart. Wow. Maybe you're a vampire. <laughs> Maybe I am. Speaking of vampires. Yeah. yeah. Let's I talk about Twilight. A, a thick skin. Because uh, you always insult me. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Twilight. <laughs> no, what I'm are we going to talk about? Let's talk about. Uh... No, but we did. Did you order that tenth <sighs> special? Okay. Here's the thing. Tell me. So yes. Uh, Stephanie Myers wrote and 
A variation on Twilight, the oh. first book. It's oh. a gender-swapped one. That is just an exhausting uh, sentence you just said to me. So Jacob, Bella, uh -huh. and Edward are okay. all gender-swapped. Okay. And she wrote the whole book as that. But to get that, you have to buy the 10th It's the 10th anniversary. 10th anniversary edition okay. of the first one. So you'd be getting a double-sized Twilight book. Both books in one. Oh, they're just, so there's no separate? Right. Just, you know there's going to be, though. In like six months, yeah. they're going to put out that one so by I, itself. I've been, I've been waiting to see what happens there. Uh, also, no one has come to me and said, can I get that gender yeah, Twilight? Yeah, that's true. It's almost like Twilight is terrible, and they well, finally just, realized. It seems like, like it reached its audience, it yeah. peaked, and now it's kind of over. So yeah. to try to I bring actually it thought they had been talking about that forever, but I guess not. No, I don't know. I don't follow Ooh. it. Is she going to write anything else? I don't know. Do you think she can live off Twilight money for the rest of her life? Well, there's what? There's three Twilights? Maybe she'll do what that... J.K. Rowling did, and she'll just tell us things about yeah, Twilight characters yeah. for the rest <laughs> of our lives. <laughs> did you know Bella was uh, Aquarius? Yeah. Did you? I didn't know. Well, now, yeah, she is. Wow. Yes, Stephanie Myers just said. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Twilight first. I wish, wish J.K. Rowling would just Dot stop com. talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> like, all she these facts. It does seem to keep like, coming up a lot. Yeah. Just write... If you're going to yeah. do more Harry Potter stuff, just write Harry Potter books with this stuff in but, it. I mean, the following is still huge. You know, she comes on Twitter and she's like, did you know Ron was a lefty? And everybody's like, what? <laughs> that changes how I see it. Ron. Retweet. Retweet. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know. Yeah. Well, and I don't think she's making any money of it. It's almost like trolling her fans. I don't think point. she needs money. Yeah. You know, and then also the Cormoran Strike books are, they're doing gangbusters. They're yeah. pretty good. I don't know why she needs to write the other stuff then. I don't know. I think she talks about writing a new Harry Potter book. Did she? Yeah. Listen, oh. Harry Potter fans, this is coming from somebody who's the most diehard Animorph fan in the world. Oh, God. Just, just let it go. Ooh, I feel like Animorphs is our new Joyce Carol Oates because it's always. No, I'm, I'm saying that because people would say that because, like, the Harry Potter fans, are like, Harry Potter's the only thing I ever want to read. Yeah. But here's the thing I haven't read an Animorph book yeah. since 2001. Oh, my gosh. So, whew, just. And you're keeping the dream alive, you guys. Man. You've read Harry Potter. You, you had that experience. You saw the movies. You lived it. Just put it on your bookshelf. Yeah. Wait till you have some kids who want to read it. Then reread well, it with them. Because they're now they're re-releasing illustrated editions. Oh, the illustrated edition of Sorcerer's just, Stone just came out. Just the the point of this is my problem. Okay. This is my big problem. Right. And I had this problem in college. Okay. With with Harry Potter. Yeah. With um, the Chronicles of Narnia uh -huh. and Lord of the Rings. Okay. With these kids. And, or maybe not these kids, with, in college, when I was in college yeah. as well. Like, the people I know who love this stuff, they, they don't let it be a gateway into other stuff. They read Harry oh, Potter, yeah. and that's all that's they read. True. They don't realize that Harry I Potter is urban fantasy, it's fan and there's yeah. other stuff that is just as good, if not better, than, and they don't let it... They're just like, oh, I like Harry Potter, but I don't like fantasy. It's like, yes, you do! It's magic and broomsticks, just... It's just frustrating. Now, is this a time where I should provide a dress to send you hate mail? Because <laughs> yeah, please send this all to uh, be... Wellsville at stls.org oh, no. or oh. all the books show on Twitter yeah. or our Facebook page. I'm sorry. I, I blogged about this years ago. Yeah, it's it all just coming very back. Frustrating. Yeah. I just, we I, reopened a wound today. I, I think this stuff is good, and it's good that kids read it. And I yeah. like that stuff is great, but if you don't let it lead you anywhere else, yeah. that's... That's not good. Yeah. And it, Take it's, a break. This is what happens when you stop yeah. me from talking about whale cruelty. I guess so. So Yeah, just put your head down for a minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry. Not, Everybody, I'm, I'm sorry gonna, I made I'm you taking angry. over. I'm taking okay. over. We're moving to our Stephen King spotlight. <laughs> oh, no, but you're going to be aggressive about Stephen King, no, too. No, no. I'm going to be good oh, this time. I, I've got, I'm on good behavior oh, now. Boy. I got it all out of that Harry Potter rant. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about Stephen King. Yeah. So we've been... We've hey, done, he's our favorite author. What? 
I have not. Okay. Just go ahead. Yeah. I was trying to be on a good behavior. Thank you. So we've done several spotlights now. We've done uh, Michael Crichton was the yeah. first. JCO was the second. Yeah. Stephen King now. We also did a YA spotlight. Yeah. We're doing the Stephen King spotlight because it's Halloween. Yeah. What better time to read Woo. Stephen King than the month of October? Yeah. Uh, book we're clubs. doing pretty good for Halloween. We yeah, got our, we did our Halloween picks. Yeah. We did our Halloween Lonely Book Club. Yeah. Now we're doing a Halloween... Uh, Halloween author. I don't know how we'd feel about being pigeonholed as a Halloween author, but... Anyway, the book yeah. club the book club certainly doesn't write in Salem's lot right now, so that's uh, that's true. Little tie in there. We've been asking our listeners to send us their thoughts on Stephen if King. We have any anymore? And we've got <laughs> those we haven't alienated. Um, and we got a couple of we got a couple of responses. Okay, all right. So um, we got at Sarah Keeler B says his memoir on writing, probably the best book on writing that I've read. Okay, I have been meaning to read on writing. Yeah. like for years. Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, I know people from. Uh, from when I took my writing classes who are read it and they said it was great. Um, and some of the stuff he says in it is supposed to be really good. I mean, really what he's, uh, from what they have told me is that you can distill it. It's just right. Mm-hmm. Like just write a lot of words all the time. Yeah. Just like, you know, write 5,000 words a day, uh-huh. which I mean, it's good advice. Yeah. So. That's, um, it's, that's one I'd be interested in, too. It's supposed so. to be kind of a, also a memoir, though, talking about his writing process. I think so, so yeah. It's supposed, it's I guess personal. it's interesting for both fans of him and yep. writing fans. So I, I had it at one time, and I was going to read it before NaNoWriMo started a few years ago, mm-hmm. but then NaNoWriMo started, so I didn't yeah. have time. Right. Do you want to mention NaNoWriMo while we're talking about it? We're coming up on November. Yeah, I guess in like two weeks, National Novel Writing Month starts. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be exciting. Hopefully yeah. we're going to be doing some stuff here at the library. Yeah. I got a starter pack coming with a lot of buttons. Cool. So stuff. if you're a writer out there, you're looking for a yeah. place to write, the library's here. You're supposed to write 50,000 words okay. in one month. Uh-huh. And that's about 1,600 words a day. Okay. Which, when you say it like that, it doesn't seem like a lot. But if you miss a day, mm-hmm. then it becomes 3,000 words in a day. Yeah. And then, you know, you, sometimes the words just don't float. You're like, oh, I only got 1,500 words this day. Mm-hmm. And so there are some times where you're like, I got to write 4,000 words a day or it's, it's all going to fall apart. Oh, geez. So that's where you just got to go yeah, you gotta sit in Dunkin' there. Donuts with no internet. Or the David A. Howe Public Library. Or the David A. Howe Public <laughs> Library. And you just got to sit there for like three hours and just write yeah. until you've, you've reached the limit. Because mm-hmm. That's it, man. Cool. So yeah. that's, that's a whole <laughs> we'll month, talk about that's that in whole month of November. Too, so yeah. that's coming up. So uh, what else we got here? Uh, Facebook user Greg says, favorite Stephen King books, The Shining, okay. Salem's Lot, okay. It, he says, except the ending is kind of lame. <laughs> so do with that what you Snap. will. And The Mist. Okay. Of those books, I've read two. You've read? The Shining and Salem's Lot. Okay. Yeah. It is on my list. But Did he said The seems... Mist? He said Mist. That's like a short story, though. That's a novella. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, I want to read it, but it seems too scary. Yeah. I don't know. But I also know that Dick Holleran from The Shining has a little cameo in it. How does so, he? That, which is cool. I always like... Stephen King tends to do that a lot. Puts a little connections to his other books. So I always think that's really neat. Okay. Uh, at Ginger Cap says, don't love Stephen King. So yeah. th- thanks for nothing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think we have that covered. Uh, at hgunning22 says I was pleasantly surprised at The Shining I always assumed Stephen King was a pulp writer but he's actually very skilled so I think that's true I mean, for me The Shining was kind of an eye opener it wasn't the first of his books that I read but it was I think the first of the like classics that I read and I was very I liked that a lot so we'll, we'll come back around to it because I know you have feelings on The Shining let's where should we start we should start I think you know what you know what I think we should do you and I are new to the Stephen King game. We got somebody here yeah. who's an old hat at Stephen yeah. King. And I think I'm going to run out and I'm going to grab our friend Ursula Gray 
Come in here and talk to us for a few minutes about Stephen King. She works at the library. I know, she sure does. I'll just hang out here again. Eric, you just vamp, but please. Oh, look, I'm using your microphone now. This is crazy. Yeah. This is the good. Wait, you got the good microphone. Sorry. What the heck? Sorry, man. All right. I'll be right back. All right. So here's another thing. (laughs) Now. Okay. Well, Eric, I have with us our friend Ursula Gray. Hi, Ursula. Works on the front desk. She was very reluctant. Yeah. I had to drag her kicking and screaming. Yeah. She's, she's agreed to one minute. One minute. Okay. Oh, that's one it. Minute. Beginning oh. now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, what, what's the first question we should ask? How about this? You've read the classic Stephen King, and we've read the newer stuff. So what I want to know from you is, tell us your first experience with Stephen King. Uh, I read Salem's Lot. That was the very first book I read. A friend oh, really? gave it to me. And after I read that, I was hooked. Really? Mm-hmm. Salem's Lot. I just finished yeah. Salem's Lot. Yeah. We've, so all three of us have read Salem's Lot. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. That, that has endured. I mean, that, that's one that tends to... Just, we had a user who just said that was one of his favorites. So, yeah. And that, that's been adapted into... There's been a movie and a miniseries. There's been two movies. Sequel. Oh, yeah. there's been two. I didn't realize there was two. Yeah. I think there was a more recent one. Yeah. So. Now, you said um, It was also on this list that we mm-hmm. just got. You read it? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yes, I've time. read it. Yes, that now, was another favorite. Too. Okay. Now, how you say Nick, it, Nick says it is seems too scary to read for yeah. him. He, well, <laughs> I read it years ago, yeah. and I didn't find it scary. But didn't find it scary. Yeah. But you also said your how old your, was your son when he read I, it and loved I it? I can't remember. He was in seventh or eighth grade, <laughs> and I had the book, and he said, "Can I read it?" And I said, "Sure." So <laughs> he read it, and it's a thick book. I mean, yeah. there's many, many pages. Yeah. So he's hauling this book around. He's this little skinny kid hauling this book around. It. Wow. And I think he read it three or four times. Maybe oh, well, maybe geez. two or three times. He well, just loved I mean, it. No, he'd read I mean, it like and then he put it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeez. Well, because Carrie came out in 1974, okay, and so. then Sounds Lot was his second book in 1975, and then his third one was Shining. And then the so Shining. Shining. Those those are pretty popular. Right? He didn't like The Shining. Like, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite. Okay. I liked The Stand much better. The Stand. Oh, yeah. okay. Now The Stand is interesting because they there's the original version, and, and then, then you put on a new one. It. Big expanded. Have mm-hmm. you read the expanded? No. Okay. <laughs> that adds a lot. Yeah. Have I, you read that? No, I haven't. But I, and I sort of think, like from what I've heard, my sister-in-law read that one. I think if you're a diehard The Stand fan, it, it, you might enjoy it because it's like reading deleted scenes, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. I think maybe starting with the big expanded one might be a mistake because it's so dense. Yeah. But all right, Ursula, if you had to choose a favorite or maybe a top three, let's go with top three of Stephen King. What do you think it would be? Well definitely definitely it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Salem's Lot. All right. Let's do and drum roll. I think I like Dolores Claiborne. That was good. Oh. Well, what is that one about? Oh, it's about a woman who had an abusive husband, and uh-huh. she... I don't want to give the plot away. Sure, okay. But he became disposed. Oh, I don't... Oh, <laughs> okay. Now, you haven't read Dark Tower? Is that right? The Dark Tower series? I started them. I haven't finished Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, that one's... You're in the same zone. I, I know. I'm the only one at this table who finished the Dark Tower book. Then. Yeah, just the first book. Well, they said book. that the end one, the last ones were so much better, and I started them, and then there was such a lapse in time yeah. before the... Yeah. They came out, well, and I really should start over. I, I don't remember which book it was, but there was there was the point where he got hit by a car. He got into the car accident. No, I didn't get that part. Uh, oh, oh t- you mean Stephen? Stephen King. Right. He got into the car accident, and because of that, it caused him to finish the Dark Tower series right. because he was taking it, his own time with it. And uh, he said in an inter- he says in the introduction of the reprint of The Gunslinger that a fan had come up to him and. When Stephen King got into the car accident, the, the fan had told his friends, like, that's it, we're never going to find out about the gunslinger. Oh. And so that got that put a fire under Stephen King to finish that series. It's seven <laughs> oh, books, and they're all, 
They're all huge. I know. So. Yeah. I've got them all. Oh, okay. Yeah, too. So they're ready. I, you asked you. me another one. I really like the Green Mile, too. Oh, I yeah. haven't read the Green Mile, either. No, oh, see, when no, I got the Green Mile, like, they came out. That was serialized. Yeah. In little skinny books, like right. uh-huh. four by six or five by seven paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They'd be in the grocery store. So uh-huh. whenever they came out, I would buy one, and I'd read it. And oh, that's an interesting. You don't yeah. see that very often. No, not, not lately. No, but it, then that's they came rare. out with it in an actual regular book form. But mm-hmm. I have all the little paperbacks. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. That's neat. Now, as someone who's read a lot of Stephen King, uh, what do you think about this? I was just saying to Eric that I really like the little, the little things he when he alludes to the other novels. I think more than any other author mm-hmm. that I've read, there's always some little thing, and you think, you "Oh, have that's to know from that, right. yeah." So I always, I always like that. I like um, that, and I like all the little trivia things that he puts in about oh, what's yeah. happening in the '60s or you yeah. know, presently, like music and that sort of uh-huh. thing. I like those things. Well, I like um, like Bag of Bones is about uh, is the main character is a novelist. And in some of the other books, a character will just kind of mention, oh, I just finished the last uh, Noonan novel, which is just cool. You know, they have those little connections. And I know in, um, did you read 112263? Mm-hmm. Yes. I really like that one. I did too. But um, he comes across the kids from It. There's a little scene with him mm-hmm. and the kids. I just, I think that's a neat thing to do. Dark Half. That's another The Dark Half. Well, I don't even know that one. That's the thing. There's, there's so many yeah, of them that it's, that it's like. That's know, about a writer. So all. that's pretty yeah. good, actually. Yeah. Well, those, that's his novel. Those are his novels, but I mean, he's also got the collections. He's yeah. got his novellas. Yeah. He's got his nonfiction. Mm-hmm. He's got his others. <laughs> oh wow, he has more nonfiction than I thought. Yeah, four or five. We there. were talking about he he wrote a book called On Writing, where on he talks writing. about his writing style and yeah, also I've read that. Nice Is it good? Oh. No, it's pretty dry. It's oh, okay. not that great. Right. I mean, it tells how he gets yeah. started. And I suppose if you're really interested in writing, that would be <laughs> that would be the one to you know, read. Hint, he gives hints and you know, don't do this and do that. Mm. And yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think your minute is up. So I thank think you. So. I, yeah. I stayed here much. Yes, longer. you did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for yeah, for sharing so. your Stephen King wisdom well, with I us. I wish we had like a, a guest gift to give. I know we should. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe you should get a gift. I'll be waiting. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's just a signed copy of the podcast on CD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Aris, like keep dreaming. For American Nick, right. of all the books, and if you can't keep dreaming, love your nightmares. Right. Huh? Salem's Lot. That's interesting, because I don't know that if, if Salem's Lot would have been the first one that I read, I don't know that that would have hooked me. What was the first one you read? Oh, The Colorado Kid, which is a, is a very random one yeah. to have picked up on. But have you read The Colorado Kid? No. Okay. Here's, here, uh, I'll just say what I've read so you don't have to ask me. Okay. I've read The Shining. Nice. I've read Dr. Sleep. Okay. I read The Dark Tower of the Gunslinger. That's okay. That's book one. I've read the first few chapters of the second Dark Tower book, uh-huh. and I read Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, I, I picked up the Colorado Kid in like a dollar store sometime. It okay. It was like on a spinner rack. And it's short. Mm-hmm. It's, they put it under that. You know that hard case crime series mm-hmm. that they do? It was under that banner. And it was, um, it's about a newspaper, and they're talking about an unsolved murder. Mm-hmm. So it's very straightforward. It's just them kind of probing this unsolved murder. And I liked it. You know, it was just, it was very low-key. It was short. Um, and it was, you know, it was the first of anything that I read by him, and it was so different from what I expected that it intrigued me. Now, the Colorado Kid is what inspired that sci-fi show, Haven. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, but apparently that okay. this is like the launching point for that. All right. But um, the first, I guess, real like nice big thick Stephen King that I read after that 
was uh, 112263, mm-hmm. which my sister-in-law got me for Christmas because it's a time travel story that centers on JFK. So they're like two of my two of the things that I love. Mm-hmm. So she got me that, and that's a big book. And so I just I pounded through that, and I loved it. And one of the things that stood out to me so much was that it was that it was very reminiscent of the writings of Jack Finney, who I've mentioned before is my absolute favorite author. Right. And uh, even in the acknowledgments, when I got to the acknowledgments, Stephen King specifically thanked Jack Finney about you know his time travel stories and just the way he wrote. And eleven twenty two sixty three, I think, is very inspired by mm-hmm. that. And I think the same is true of Salem's Lot, which is which is very reminiscent, like I said, of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. A lot of the same, even some of the dialogue is is reminiscent of how they're talking about these um, you know pods that are right. taking over. But I liked Salem's Lot because it was just. It was actually just decent vampire. Fiction. Yeah. So yeah. that was good. I know you said it was a slow, like a slow burn, but yeah. I didn't actually really pick up on that. Okay. I guess I felt the, the looming of the dread okay. the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, vampires are bad news, man. Yeah. You know, I thought the religious aspects of Salem's Lot were actually pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, like the, the power that they had with that cross. The, yeah. The scene where the priest, the priest and what is his name, Straker? No, not Straker. I can't remember the, now. The, the vampire. Barlow. Barlow, that's right. Straker's the friend. Yeah. Where they had that showdown. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Yeah. I really liked that yeah, in Salem's Lot. I think for me, the, I just never really connected enough with the characters. There were a lot of characters. Yeah. I guess I, yeah. Here's something. This is funny. The, I, you can tell me if this is a thing. It seems like Stephen King really likes to write about, I mean, kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, very smart kids yeah, who are that's ahead of their grade and everything. Yeah. But also, like, people just love these kids so quickly. Yeah. Like, the the character is Matt, Mark, Ben. <laughs> see? Do you see what I'm saying? Ben Mears is, like, right. I, who would I would call the primary character. So Ben, it sounds a lot, like, he just hangs out with that kid, like, one, like, hour. Yeah. Fighting vampires. He's like, I knew then that I loved this child yeah. like it was my own. That's and the true. same, and I mean, they love Danny in uh, The Shining. Yeah. And um, the first Dark Tower book, The Gunslinger, yeah. he, he meets a kid, too. And he's like, I'm going to keep this kid protected no matter what because I love him like he's my own son. Yeah. Like, I, if anyone's hung out with a stranger's kid for an hour, you know that kids are unlikable. Mm-hmm. And no, no one hour is going to win you <laughs> oh, over. No. You've met other people's okay. kids. Sure, I have, yeah. Yeah, we read The Shining together. We did. We're part of a book club. That's right. That was good. Most yeah. people liked it in That's the book true. club. Yeah, you didn't hate it. I gave I it three recall. stars. Yeah, you were like, okay, that yeah. was fine. You, you make it sound like I hate it. Yeah. Now, I read Bag of Bones before I read The Shining. Okay. And I actually, I kind of liked Bag of Bones better. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was it was creepier and it was a little bit, I guess because it was more, the the, the Shining is just so like ghosts, mm-hmm. you know, it's a whole, the whole thing. Uh, whereas Bag of Bones is more just like a regular guy who's having this experience in just, you mm-hmm. know, a regular place. Um and so the the terror of that I think was for me worked a little bit better. But I do love The Shining, and when I when I think about that was the first classic that I read was The Shining, mm-hmm. and it it really made me understand why Stephen King has gone on to like hold this place of mm-hmm. you know people have reverence for him and his writing, you know. And I think The Shining was was a good. Um, Example of why that's true. Why didn't you like The Shining? I mean, what what do you feel were like weaknesses in The Shining? Just long. Yeah, it was long, but I didn't feel that. I mean, Sam's Lot was it too. He writes so much. He puts so much on the page. It's just my brain just wants to turn off. Mm -hmm. It's like, I get it. Just, I, I don't know. I like sparse writing every now and then. And Well, then he's probably not for you. Yeah. For me, and I have this problem when I'm writing, Mm -hmm. when you, you describe, when it comes to describing things. Yeah. 
I just don't care. Yeah. Just tell me it's a house. Mm-hmm. Tell me it has vines attached to it. You don't have to talk about how there's one shingle on top that has a few <laughs> right. like ants growing in on it and then all this other stuff. It's just like, just give me a, I know what a house looks like. Mm-hmm. Just tell me it's creepy. I'll, I'll paint the picture. Just put in the very specific things I need to know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go from there. Yeah. So, you know, when, um, yeah, last he doesn't do that though. No, no, he doesn't. But, but I guess also with The Shining is that it's held up as this like, book of terror and yeah. I just didn't find it scary I yeah I know what you mean there, there were moments that were very scary about it but I wouldn't say this is the scariest book I've ever read or anything I really appreciated um, the psychology of it like all the different yeah. levels you know that that concept of now is Jack good because he wants to be good or is he bad because at his core his instinct is to sort of be bad and I thought that dilemma that he faces the whole time was fascinating I guess I just Took him as he was bad. Yeah. And so at the end, when he made that apparent turn, I was like, meh. Yeah. See, for me, bad. that was very powerful. I don't, I don't yeah. want to give it away, but the, there's a scene between him and Danny yeah. uh, that happens towards the end of the book that I thought was very, it was a powerful moment. And I guess it was, see, that's why, too. Like, yeah. the scenes of the ghosts and the horror people is supposed to be scary, but I guess I just found it too gross mm-hmm. and descriptive to yeah, that's get true. into. There is, there is grossness there. The, see, in that, that thing, that, that, the dilemma with Jack and his relationship with Danny, the resolution to that relationship, is one of the things that yeah, I Yeah, that's thought, not there in the movie at all. No, it's not. No, it's not. But that, I felt, was... Dr. Sleep kind of ruined that for me. Hmm. Because I felt like Dr. Sleep was kind of... I know you preferred that one. <laughs> and I think if it would have just been a standalone, I would have liked it better. Mm-hmm. But I thought the way that it... The way that it used the characters from The Shining, the way it kind of brought the terrors of the Overlook just into their everyday lives, and uh-huh. the way it, I felt like, rewrote the relationship between Danny and his father, mm. I think that kind of takes away from The Shining. So mm. I sort of feel like if you love The Shining, don't read Dr. Sleep. Maybe but, that's why I, yeah, maybe that's why I didn't have that problem. I know you prefer... I didn't connect with them. Well, you don't want, I don't know, to have Danny be such a, like, washout loser, burnout, I yeah. think is kind of, it's disheartening to pick up the book and start that way. Yeah. The thing for me was that what was powerful about The Shining was like these are just normal people Mm -hmm. in a crazy situation Mm -hmm. like the world is normal the overlook is where things get crazy and I think that Dr. Sleep kind of reversed that it was like the whole world is crazy so it seems less what were they called? The True Knot The True Knot they were vampires right? basically psychic vampires? yeah yeah, and I thought they were very inconsistent because he spent a whole section about how they're they're basically like grandparents. You know, they just look like the average you know mm-hmm. retired couple in a motorhome. But then it was like, no, wait, they're also like they're super hot, young, attractive. Yeah. You know, it was that to me was kind of like, well, which one is it? Yeah. You know. So I started with the Colorado kid, moved down to eleven twenty two sixty three. Next was Bag of Bones. Tried to read Gunslinger, hated it. Yeah, let's talk about Gunslinger because I, that's mm-hmm. like okay. That's, I mean, seven books. Yeah. And, like, so it's obviously got the, and it's got the comic books. Yeah. And it's even got that other book that's, like, from the world of the yeah, Gunslinger. Yeah, yeah, Like, well, you I didn't thought, finish it. No, I didn't. But I thought that, um, I think for me with the Gunslinger was, like, I got what he was trying to do, and I didn't like it. And so right. I didn't feel the need to go on. And you like Westerns. I do like Westerns, but that, that was kind of a weakness for me because it was, he said, and I think in the, in the foreword, that he was very inspired by the, um, the Man With No Name trilogy. No, I didn't get that at all. Oh, see, I did. I thought the main character was just like, okay, so it's Clint Eastwood walking around. And that, to me, was kind of like, meh. The gunslinger seemed... Like, I I also read that, and I remember being kind of excited. I'm like, oh, it's a dark fantasy, Western? Mm, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. But the gunslinger himself seems very emotional. Mm -hmm. Seems always on the brink of tears. Mm -hmm. And also, it was just kind of boring. Yeah. 
like there's that shootout and stuff. I guess I, I guess when I was reading it, no, I it remember wasn't, there were it wasn't sentences to me at all. he wrote. It's the the gunslinger, the first one anyway. It feels sparser mm-hmm. in terms of his writing than his other stuff. Okay, but I just remember reading some of his sentences and stuff. And I'm like, this this is bad. This is like yeah, not I, great. Grammar. I don't find it particularly strong. You haven't you because you never finished the first one. No. I tried to read the second one because like no. I read the first one. No, way. I couldn't get past the like the third or fourth chapter. I'm like, I'm putting this book down. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. There must be something here, but I can't find it. So if you're a fan of the gunslinger. You know, let us know. Yeah, I would like to know what the... Because it's huge. I mean, Stephen King kind of thinks of that as his masterpiece. So I'd like to know what people think about that. So hit us up at, at All the Book Show on Twitter or Facebook or wellsville yeah. at stls.org. After The Gunslinger was The Shining. So that was like, okay, I do mm-hmm. like Stephen King. Then <laughs> I read Mr. Mercedes, which was another dip for me because I, I found that to be... That's one of his more recent um, books. Uh, and it's a, it's the 2014. Start, yeah, yeah, it's the start of, a, start of a trilogy. And to me, that just read like a like more like a James Patterson, okay. not in a good way. Like just kind of oh, a, a take dull. that Patterson. No, I like James Patterson. I like oh. Cross and take stuff. Take that but, King. <laughs> but it just was kind of a flop for me. Okay. Doctor Sleep, as I yeah. said, kind of mixed on. Revival was cool, and I think actually you might like Revival. Finders Keepers is the second of the trilogy with Mr. Mercedes, and it follows mostly different characters. Did you read that one? But I thought that one was great. Oh, like wow. I thought I know. Could you get him turned around? Yeah. Uh, that's another one that I think maybe you should read because he built up this author that's a fake author, you know. Right. But he built up this author and these this series of books. Right. And by the end of the thing, I just I wanted to read those books so bad. Oh, and right. I thought yeah, that was a really that. to do that, I mean it's just I, I had to look it up. I'm like, is there any way that this is based on something right. real? But no. And I read Hearts in Atlantis, yeah. not Jack of Spades. Right. Didn't like that. Salem's Lot, I was okay about. And then Drunken Fireworks, not so much. So I actually, I mean, that's 12 books, but yeah. I feel like I haven't read tons yeah, of Stephen King. Yeah, you haven't read it? I haven't read the haven't marquee read books. Misery? You know? Yeah. Under the Dome? Did you read that? Oh, I tried to read Under the Dome. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Not encouraging. I, I probably read about 100 pages of it, yeah. and I just... This show's still going. I know, no, it's canceled. Oh, take that Under the Dome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt like the there was, like, good guys who were just good for no reason, and right. bad guys who were just one-dimensional evil, and I right. just... So which of the classics are you probably going to read next? Well, I want to read Christine. I know. Oh, wow. Ur- Ursula and I were talking about that the other day, and she said that she liked it, but it was stupid. Oh, okay. Know? Well, but, I mean, it's, it's a hokey idea. It's the yeah. most evil parts of the most evil cars yeah. put together <laughs> in silly. one car. Yeah. So then I might have been experiencing Stephen King before you. Probably. Because I saw, I used to watch, I watched the first two seasons of The Dead Zone. With oh. Anthony Michael Hall. I've seen The Dead Zone. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. I've seen that. I haven't read the book. I, I haven't like seen it. the Christopher Walken film. No, I haven't seen the that original. Either. Look at, I mean, look, I'm a, these are all the movies. What movies have you seen? Of Stephen King? Yeah. Uh, just Secret Window. Yeah, Secret Window. So based, we saw Secret Window. Based on that, a short story. That was actually, I don't think it was good, but I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. Which was That's weird. Fair. I didn't think it was scary. That's fair. I didn't no, think it really was, uh, I didn't think it was compelling. You didn't know the twist. I did. I did. No. Did, did you think the twist was all that surprising? No, not surprising. I said, and when I reviewed that movie, I said I would have liked a little bit more um, to lead up to that twist yeah. because it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, you, you look back, you see little bits, but also the 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 writing on the wall, the shooter, yeah. the shooter writing on the wall is very reminded me very Rome. much of Red Room. I thought that exactly. I think same I even thing. yelled it when we watched it. I was yeah. like, it says murder backwards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carrie was the first movie that and they came just out remade 76. Carrie. Yeah, they did. That's the third Carrie is movie. It? Yeah, wow. there was one a while ago um, in the late '90s, early 2000s. So Carrie, The Shining, Creepshow, Cujo, The Dead Zone, Christine, Children of the Corn, 
Firestarter, Cat's Eye, Silver Bullet. Oh my gosh, Creepshow Two, Lawnmower Man. <laughs> a return to Salem's Lot. Yeah, I knew there was a sequel, a sequel. to the. Yeah. yeah. So then you got the Running Man, Pet Cemetery that has the Ramones singing their song, Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. You got Graveyard Shift, Misery. Misery was that. Was a Kathy pretty popular Bates, one. Yeah. Con, yeah. Pet Cemetery Two. Two uh-huh. spelled out correctly. Ooh. Children of the Corn Two. Ugh. Needful Things. Shawshank Redemption. I always forget that's a Stephen King thing. Oh, yeah. That's a really good movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't read it, but you haven't seen the movie? No, I haven't. Oh, my gosh. Get busy watching or get busy dying. Hmm. That's, a, that's a paraphrase well, of a line from it. Scary. Children of Corn 3. Have you seen these movies? I know I haven't. I, uh, Children of I, Corn 4. Wow. Uh, Children of Corn 5. There's a lot of corn kids. App Pupil. I've seen that. That was yeah. directed by Brian Singer. Children of the Corn Flake. It's a, it's a kid. Yes, The Rage. Carrie Sorry, 2. Totally came out in 99. Oh. So. Wow. Children of the Corn 6666, The Green Mile, starring our friend Tom Hanks. Yeah. I guess he is everybody's friend. Yeah, he is. Dreamcatcher, the movie. Man. Is that I, Tommy Lee Jones, right? Dreamcatcher? Yeah. No, that's, uh, I want to say that's Jason Lee. Oh, okay. I, I can tell you. Da- uh, Damian Lewis, Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, and Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. Who's Timothy Oliphant? Why do I remember that name? Timothy Oliphant's from, like, Justified, that, that show. He's from. He's in Deadwood. He was oh, in he's the bad guy from Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't think he'd want to be known so, as that. But yeah, Secret Window. You stole my story. Creepshow Three. I haven't seen it. Fourteen Oh Eight. The Mist. Oh, I have seen Fourteen Oh Eight. Have you? Yeah, with John Cusack. Yeah, that was kind of a. We accidentally watched an alternate ending. We didn't mean to, mm-hmm. and it was the alternate ending kind of ruined it. It wasn't a great movie. You might like it, and I think if you watch the original cut, is is much better. It makes more sense. Okay. Anyway. Children of the Corn Genesis. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Then now that's the, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Genesis, <laughs> Genesis with a Y. Yeah. Is that right? Okay. And there, right, there was the new Carrie movie. And yeah. he's got some other ones. Oh, yeah. They've been talking about this forever. The Dark Tower turning that into the movie. Maybe it oh. would be something I would like more as a movie. Yeah, it could be. I like that he bashed uh, James Patterson. Did he? Did you ever hear that quote? No. He talks about how, because um, he's trying to show how popular stuff doesn't necessarily have to be good. He's like, take yeah. James Patterson, for example. Mm. That stuff is pretty much garbage, but people love it. Wow. James Patterson's like, well, I guess I'll just keep doing what I do and tell everybody Stephen King is great. <laughs> so, but at this point, who's, um, you know, when you're making fun of James Patterson's writing, who are you really making fun of? But we uh, always, we would love to hear from you. So if you have agreements or disagreements with things we said, if you're Stephen King himself and you want to reach out to us, yeah. we're, we're here. So yeah, so again. Stephen King Spotlight. Thank you, Ursula, for stopping in yeah. to, to tell us about your experience with uh, Stephen King. Do we have any uh, library news? Yeah, it pushes us on to library news. Well, I just want to say quickly before we get into that that um, we one of our longtime employees, Jackie, has moved on to bigger and better things. So we're yeah. happy for her, but we're going to miss her around better? the library. Better than so, well, the I mean, how, how, how could it library? be better? But <laughs> you know, so we wish her all the best and yeah. thank her for uh, the time that she was yeah. here. Fun fact about Jackie: she gave me a cat. That's true. Yeah, that's so. where you got your cat. Uh, as far as library news, I've got my Lovely Bones book club. Yeah. That's on Monday at 5.30. Okay. So if you've read Lovely Bones, you want to come join us, please do. Yeah. Uh, the next book will we'll be starting... What if they've seen the movie but haven't read the book? Come on. Nice. Yeah, show up. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably just spend some time talking about the differences because, like I said, I kind of prefer the movie. So I'll be yeah. interested to hear what people think about that. Okay. Next for that book club, we're reading Rainbow Rowell's Landline. So you can pick up copies of that book on Monday. Wednesday uh, is Back to the Future Day. This Wednesday? Oh, uh, next Wednesday. The, uh, October 21st, yeah. uh, 2015 is the date that Marty, Doc, and Jennifer You know what's crazy? Go into the you future. have a conference that week. That's true. We're going to have to record that day. We are going to have to. Wow, that's That'll exciting. Be fun. So uh, in, in honor of that, 
we are showing Back to the Future Part Two yeah. down in the auditorium at yeah. six forty-five on Wednesday, yeah. October twenty-first. Yeah, we got to find you a Pepsi Perfect. Now. I have to have one. I know. I, I have to just, have one. Is it I just feel that like day? I need to wear a double tie that day. Yeah, know, just in honor. A double tie. Where can everyone. I get a great sports almanac? Can yeah. someone tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> I do have another Halloween craft class coming up. Our friend Sally Murphy has taught a lot of oh, classes. Yeah, this sounds here. cool. Yeah, she's doing um, a, a mason jar thing, and you can you can make either a mason jar pumpkiny Halloween. Uh, drinking glass, or you can use it as like a lantern. So yeah. there's going to be two lantern options there. So cool. that is also on October 29th. And I guess that's it for library news. Yeah, thanks for stopping by. What's that from? Hey, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Marky Mark? No. Oh, okay. All right, hey, thanks for stopping by.